Hello everybody, welcome back to Christians United Ministry. My name is Travis and today we are doing Monday Bible study for Matthew 5. Before we get into it, I do got to let you know I did upload the video yesterday. Um, I didn't upload it, I forgot to press publish. I had everything done, I just didn't press publish. So therefore that's why I just went up. I was actually going back in and I was looking at my dashboard for the podcast and I was like, wait a second, where is yesterday's so it is uploaded it is complete it is, it is the beatitudes as promised and so today we are going to be doing the rest of five from t- verses 12 and on so if, if you have not watched or listened to the other podcast pause it here go back and listen to it because it does the first 10 uh the first 11 verses which is the beatitudes there's a lot of information matter of fact i think it was like 25 minutes almost a half hour that it took. It was 28 minutes it took to record. So it was a lot of information in the Beatitudes. So it's, um, again, if you haven't listened to it, I would stop here, go back, um, and then come back to this one. So again, we're gonna be doing the rest of Matthew 5, and this has a lot of information. Remember this weekend I'm doing five, six, and seven. These are going to be longer episodes simply because there is a lot of information um, in it. So let's get started. I don't want to waste any time. All right, now again, we're starting at verse 12 from Matthew 5. And let's get it going. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they prophets were which were before you. So that actually belongs in the other video podcast. Pause. I don't know why I didn't include it, but it's going off. If you listen to the podcast, doesn't make sense. Let's continue. Thirteen. Sorry. Um, y'all are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost his savior, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of man. Yea, are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and give it light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Think not, that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am come not to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law, till all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments, and shall teach men so, he should be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever shall do it and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter in the kingdom of heaven. Y'all have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not kill. And whoever shall kill shall be in danger of judgment. But I say unto you, 
that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment, and whosoever shall say to his brother Rekha shall be in danger of the council. But whoever shall say thou fool shall be in danger of hellfire. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and thou rememberest that thy brother hath aught against thee, leave thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. Be first reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Agree with thine adversary quickly, whilst thou art in the way of them, lest at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge, and the judge thee to the officer, and thou shalt be cast in prison. Verily I say unto thee, Thou shalt by no means come out thence, till thou hast paid uttermost farthing. Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, that whoever shall look at a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery in her already in his heart, with her in already in his heart. And if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out, and cast it for thee from thee. For it is profitable for thy that one of thy members shall be shall perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. And if they cut right if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members shall perish, and not that thy whole body she be cast into hell. It has been said, Whosoever shall put away his wife, let him give her a writing of divorcement. But I say unto you, that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. And whoever, whosoever shall marry her, that is divorced committeth adultery. Again, ye have heard that it had been said by them of old time, Thou shalt not forswear thyself, but shalt perform unto the Lord thine oaths. But I say unto you, Swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, neither by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Neither shall swear by thy head, because thou cannot make one here white or black. But let your communication be, yeah, yeah, nay, nay. For whosoever is more than these committeth of evil, cometh of evil. Ye have heard that it has been said, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you, that ye resist not evil. For whoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if any man will sue thee at the law, and take away thy coat, and let him have thy cloak also. And whoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. Give to him that asks thee, and from him that would borrow of thee, turn away not thou away. You have heard that it has been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor, and hate thine enemy. 
But I say unto you, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you. Do good to pray good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. That ye may also be children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh this to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even publicans the same? And if ye salute your brother only, what do ye more than others? Do not even the publicans so? Be ye therefore perfect, even as your father, which is in heaven, is perfect. There was a lot of information in there, wasn't there? A lot of good information, a lot of um, good fruit and advice. So let's go up to the top, up to verse 13. Yea, are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its savior, wherewith shall it be salted? It is then thenceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden under man. So what he's saying here is, is what is salt? What do we use salt for? Now we use it for flavor, right? We use it for flavor. Well, if salt doesn't have flavor, what good does it do on your plate? Right? If it doesn't have its savory, if it doesn't have its saltiness, why do you have it? But what he means here is in a preserving way. So back in the day, salt was mainly used not just for you know flavor, but it was used to preserve foods like fish, other um, poultries and stuff. And what it did was it preserved the meat, it preserved the food so it can last longer for travel, for distribution, and for people to eat. And so when he's talking about being salt, he's talking about us preserving the word. Like we keep the word holy through us in our acts because people will be able to see God's work through us, God's light and salt and his word through us and by our actions. How we act is how we show that we are of God, representation of God. So we got to preserve that word in us and with others. That's part of sharing the word, um, ministering the word to others and preaching. That's all ways we can preserve. But a lot of what we do is preserving the word, keeping it holy. And this is, goes right into the next verse. It says, Yea, are the light of the world. And what, what is the light? The light is what keeps people on the path. So when we're on the talk about the path, we're talking about that path to heaven. Remember, there's two paths. There's one to heaven, there's one to hell. And the other one's wide open, and it's easy to find. But when we're talking about light, we're not, we're talking about being light for those to be on the right path. We're not talking about a physical light, like, you know, a flashlight. You know, we're not, we're for seeking the true followers of Christ and being their light to keep them on the word. And those who may be struggling. So when people struggle with something, who do they look for? They look for a coach, a teacher, a mentor. When people are falling behind on their path of Christ, with Christ, they're going to need to seek someone. You know, when they need to seek, we need to be that light. 
and guide them down the path. Answering questions, helping them whenever they need help. And by through, again, through our actions, if we preserve the word and we act, our actions are holy and we, people can see that, that would make it a whole lot easier for us to be the light and to help others travel down that hard path, that narrow path to God. Anytime you walk off that path, you're into darkness. And when this darkness is confusion, stress, and fear, all these qualities we obviously don't want, right? We don't, we don't, we don't want to be fearful. No, we want to be in the light to heaven where we know we are God's children. He has our back and we know where we're going. When you're in a dark path, you don't know where you're going. You don't know if you're going the right way or not. But when you're truly on that path of light, you know you're on the path to God. And that's extremely important. And what he's saying next is, he says, Shine your light before men. This is 16. Shine in front that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is heaven. So when we do good and we do good works, we're, we're, we're holy, people see that that's coming from God and that's giving glory to God. Because we're representing. Think about when you have a call center, you have a representative. You're talk, you think you're talking AT&T, but you're just talking to a representative of AT&T. You're not talking to the CEO. You're talking to somebody who represents him. You need to remember that. That, <coughs> excuse me, everything we do is being watched by others, right? So we got to act. And we always got to be doing good and doing good works. If we do evil works, we're going to be seen as evil. Or worse, we'll, people will think that our God is evil. And we definitely don't want to do that. Here's when we get into a lot of inf important information now. And, and before we get going further, we, we will see, and again, he's about to tell us right now, so let's just read it. In verse 19, uh, excuse me, 17, I think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. So what is Jesus Christ? Jesus is our new covenant. He brings us our new covenant. So what he's doing is he's fulfilling his old covenant. Like having to eat kosher, having to have the day of Sabbath, having to um, do the Passover, can a sacrifice of the lamb or an animal of livestock. You know, all these different practices are they're not God because they happen, but they're fulfilled. They're no longer needed because He has come to take over. And this, so when you read the right on, he, he's going to start referencing things how they used to be and how they are to be. And you'll start seeing that he does, he, he, before they had laws, right? He had all these laws, but here he digs deeper into the meaning of the law. Like why is the law there and what brings to that particular law? Like what is the root or the center of it? So let's just get into it. So it says, uh, For verily I say unto you that uh, one tittle of the law is all fulfilled. So he's saying, Everything is still in place until it is fulfilled, until this day is come, dies on that cross. You know, so they, so they, everything that he's telling us that he he's here to, to fill that 
uh, fulfill that those old laws. But it hasn't been done yet, so it's gonna be gonna have to wait until we get to that moment, and then the new covenant. So he's signifying that I have to die. He's again here. He's acknowledging that he has to sacrifice his life for us for it to be fulfilled. Now here's what we really got to listen to, and a lot of us struggle with this. A lot of us, in, in ways that we don't even may not even intend to. It says, therefore, whoever shall break one of the least of law commandments. So he's saying that, and if everything, everything in the word in the Bible, in the laws and uh, in the word, you may think that's only a small sin, but that small sin. Shall, shall make you called the least in the kingdom of heaven. So he's saying here that you know we really we get the smallest thing can cost us our seat. But if we do the word and we teach others, we will be called the great in the kingdom of heaven. And something we gotta remember. A lot of us struggle with that. We're like oh, it's just a small little lie, or it's just like you know I just stole an eraser. You know it's. It's still the principle of me. Like, for instance, I don't steal anything. If you are not entitled, if I believe if I'm not entitled to it, if I, like, for instance, a pen. If I take a pen from the bank, I didn't get my pen. It's the bank's pen. I'm going to put that pen back where I found it because otherwise it's stealing. You know, and that's what we got to remember. Even if it's the, the smallest thing in the world, like, oh, yeah, maybe the bank might not care, but they didn't give you permission. That's still stealing, right? So now we're going to read a little further. And now we are at, you have heard that it was said. Now remember, he's going, now he's referencing the old. So 20, 21 says, you have heard that it was said by, the, by them of old time, thou shalt not kill, and whoever shall kill shall be in danger of judgment. But I say unto you, so now he's telling us they're new, that whoever is angry with his brother should cause without a cause shall be in danger of judgment and what he's saying here is you may have heard okay you may have heard that you know thou shall not kill but what is the root of killing like why do why what leads to people to kill one another and that's anger we need to remember that we need to remember that anger is the source so what does God say? He said, well, you should get rid of that source. Why? So you can't commit that sort of murder. Right? So now we need to watch how we act and how we feel towards us and towards other people. And that, that, my friends, can be a hard thing. Can be a very hard thing. And he says that if thou bring thy gift to altar, remember that they have and ought against thee. Leave thy gift there at the altar and go away and reconcile. So if you have a conflict or a moment of anger or whatever, or you have any situations with the brother, go fix it. Don't come back until it's been reconciled. Reconcile your differences. Reconcile and, and bring that unity back. Bring that love back. And then come offer me my gift. So when we 
think about relationships with others, it always has to be of love. Having anger is the root of murder, right? So, how do you how do you like murder? Don't have anger. This is again another example of how we need to be preventative. Preventative from us committing sin. Let's go on the next one. Agree with thine adversary while, whilst thou art in the way with him, lest at any time thy adversity deliver to the judge, the judge the, the judge deliver thee to the officer and to be cast in prison. So what he's saying here is um, is catch him while you can. Reconcile it before it's too late. Because it's just like in the court system, if someone's cast into the prison, it's set in stone. You know what I'm saying? Back then they didn't have appeals courts and supreme courts. If you were cast into prison, you were cast into prison. Right? So Kedem while is too much time. So if someone goes to hell or moves on in our afterlife before we can reconcile, that's dangerous. We need to repair it and reconcile before then. Then we got the next one coming up. Ye have heard that it's been said of old time, thou shalt not commit adultery. There's the old. But what I say unto you, that whoever shall look on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. There's the root. So when we saying is it before thou shalt not commit adultery. So don't just don't have sex with a woman. Other women while you're married, or other men while you're married. But if you're looking, what Jesus is saying is, it's not just about that. If you're looking at a woman, if you are looking at another woman lustfully, sexually, in a perverted way, then you already committed that adultery. You already committed it. You want it, right? So it's like now you want that person and not your wife. Think about this. When we when we are with God, but we are thinking about serving the devil, like, oh, the devil's seeming pretty good. We just betrayed God. Even if we, we didn't actually worship him, we're still betraying God already. Not betraying God already. So that's what he's pretty much saying, is we got to be careful. We got to stop. And he's saying, pluck your left eye right out. So he's saying, it's better for you to pluck your eyes out. If you find you can't stop, pluck your eyes out. It's better for you than your whole body be cast in the fire. Now what he's saying is keeping yourself away from those situations so that it doesn't continue happening. So you, so you prevent yourself from lusting over another woman. And in that case, like maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a friend you have a social attraction to. Maybe it's better for you to not be their friend or step away for a while until you can get into a better shape. It's better to lose a friend than to cost yourself a seat to heaven. It's been said, there's the old, whosoever shall put his wife away, let him give her writing enforcement. But I say unto you, here's the new, that whoever shall put away his wife for saving for the cause of fornication 
Fornication is cheating, adultery. Causing her to commit adultery. And whoever shall marry her, that is divorce. So he's saying is, back in the day, they were able to give a divorce for multiple reasons. Because it was originally a death to us part. So men were having their woman murdered, setting up their woman's murder, or murdering themselves to get out of that marriage. We're saying unto you, it's time to bring grace back. Can't be doing that anymore. Now it's for a, a, a fornication, cheating only. And it's important to note here that, you know, this should come, like, you know, when it comes to marriage, that we shouldn't just give marriage lightly. Because that is supposed to be for the rest of this worldly time. I know we're not always able to foresee future problems, you know, within marriages. But at all costs, we must, must attempt. We always must do everything we possibly can to make that marriage work. Because it says, causing her to commit adultery... And whoever shall marry her that is to commit divorce committeth adultery. So what I take from that is, okay, so if you get a divorce, you're not allowed to remarry. Because then that's adultery. They're both the, the adulterer and the person she marries. They both committed adultery. So again, we got to be extremely careful with how we have our relationships with other people. And make sure it's according to God. And you know, honestly, my answer to this would be just pray. Before you make that commitment of marriage, pray. The Lord will reveal to you the answer. You just gotta listen for his voice. Again, ye have heard that it's been said by them of old time, Thou shalt not forswear thyself, and shalt perform unto the Lord thine oaths. So what he's saying is that before the day, it's like, okay, if you made a promise, you had to keep it. But I say unto you, swear not at all. Neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, or Jerusalem by the great king, or by the head. And he's saying here is like, you shouldn't make promises at all. This is again one of those preventative things, right? So if you don't make promises, you can't worry. You can't worry about not keeping them because you didn't make them. No promising because you can't change anything. You can affect things, but you can't control or change anything. Right? So, and what he's saying is if you make a promise to somebody and you can't keep it, <coughs> there's where you're wrong. So, what's the best way to prevent it? Just let your yes be yes or your no's be no's. When you say yes, do everything in your power to make to keep it yes a yes. And when you say no, do everything in your power to keep it a no. Just don't lie. When you say yeah, or yeah, yay, you gotta do everything you can. Cause that's that's a, that's a now a commitment, right? That makes it a commitment now. You committed to somebody else. Either you're doing something or something was or is or to be 
So you got to make sure that it's yes. Because no one's going to believe you, right? If, if you say yes, but you don't do it or it's not true, no one's going to believe you. Stop trying to control things. Again, this is a preventative measure. If you, since you can't control anything, just don't make the promise. Just do everything in your power. So if you can't, if something comes wrong, goes wrong, you know, it's okay. You did everything you could. You have heard that it's been said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. This is a very important message and, and something that everybody deal, deals with difficulty. But I say unto you, that resist not evil, but soever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him your other also. So if someone smacks you in your right side of your face, turn your, your face to the left and off from the other cheek. Don't, and he's saying it, don't escalate it. They're going to do what they're going to do. Forgive them, give them mercy, move on. Don't escalate it because it's not godly. Did Jesus get back up and fight? No. He just let them do what they're going to do. And it's better It's better to be peacemakers. Remember the added is being a peacemaker, meek, self-restraint. If any man will sue thee at the law, Take the, take away thy coat and let thy cloak as well. So he's saying there, so if someone sues you for your jacket, give him your shirt as well. Don't make a big mess out of it. Be the godly one. Be the holy one and be, okay, you know what? I want to be a peacemaker. Here you go. Here's my jacket. You want Here's my shirt as well. If you want my shirt, here you go. If you want $10, I have 20 Here you go. Take it. It's better to end, remember, it's better to reconcile and to keep that anger going, that escalation. Because we don't want things to turn out bad. We want things to turn out good in the name of God. We gotta be behooved of the world, unspotted. Yeah, we unspotted of the world. And people are gonna be like, wait, what? Why? Because God, that's why. Whoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twice. Go with him twice means go with him two miles. Perform extra service. Give to him that asks thee from him, that would borrow of thee and not turn away, turn out away. So if someone asks you something, this is again, this is being a uh, a good Christian, a good follower of Jesus Christ. It's if someone asks of you, if you have it, give it to him. Because we want the Lord to give to us, right? What the Lord has. So no matter what they have, or what I have, what they want, if they want it, give it to them. Give it to them. Let's go to the next one. Yeah, heard that's been said that shall love thy neighbor and hate thy enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you and pray for them which despitefully, despitefully use you and persecute you. Doesn't the rain fall on the just and the unjust? And that's, those are good, that's a good, um, 
explanation of the rain. I love that. It's saying, doesn't publicans do the same? If you only treat people who love you, you treat them with love? Doesn't pagans or sinners do the same? It's important to remember, all that goes together. It's, it's easy to love your friends and hate your, hate your enemies, right? It's easier to love your friends, but loving, love is for everybody, right? We got to love everybody as Christians. Because when we have anger or non-love for anybody, we turn away from them. And we could be bearing the message that God wants. Because at that point, if you, if you hate somebody and you're not in good standing with them and you're in conflict with them, God can't use you with them. God can't use you. You're unusable. So you always got to have that love of a Christian as Jesus and Christ has. And one thing I wanted to point out as before we go is exactly what the last verse says. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. And what is he saying? The whole chapter 5 all describe Jesus. And that's how he, Jesus wants from us. Jesus wants us to be like him. Obviously we're not perfect. But we need to strive for it and do everything we can. And the only way we can be perfect is staying with the word of Jesus Christ our Lord. So whenever we do these Bible studies, we got to remember that the word is always back in the Bible. I could be wrong at times. I don't you know. You know, the only way to know if I'm wrong is by going back in the Bible and reading. So we need to go into the Bible on our own accord and start reading and receiving that word in love. That's the only way we can fight sin and temptation and fight the devil. That's the only weapon we have. The devil has his own arsenal, but we have is much stronger. It's the Bible. If you don't use the Bible correctly, then what good are we? So we need to remember that when we are fighting our own battles or fighting sin fighting the devil that we have the tools we have the Bible and we have God so that's just something to remember is that everything described Jesus and we can be just like him he's telling us to be you know tomorrow we are doing chapter 6 a lot of good stuff in there and again it's going to be like uh, not really as long as maybe today maybe a little quicker but it is going to be a good decent video uh, podcast episode so stay tuned for it if anybody has any questions comments or concerns have no problem with and have no problem with you guys email me directly feel free it's christians united ministry at gmail.com um and I also want like any feedback. How do you think I'm doing? I may not be perfect with these podcasts. You know, I'm not very a uh, podcast type person. But if this is a great way to share the word, and I hope that I could touch as many people as I possibly can. Well, again, thank you so much for choosing Christians United Ministry. My name is Travis, and God be with you.